Welcome to uh, Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Hi, Brian. It's good to be back. Terrific to catch up with you again. I, I know my listeners uh, for, for my own show have been uh, have become acquainted with you because I like your stuff. I read the things that, uh, that you submit to uh, Intellectual Takeout, among other places. Tell us a little bit about yourself for those who may be meeting you for the very first time. Uh, yes, I'm a freelance writer. I'm based in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, Worked at a think tank until recently, starting a new job soon. But uh, I really enjoy writing about issues of religion and culture, um, public policy, uh, pretty broad uh, in my interests. But yeah, I'm always happy to be on the show, and I, I love being featured here. It's a, it's a great, great venue. Well, I have to admit, the, the article that I received uh, to go along with your appearance on this edition of uh, Moving Forward with Young Voices Amazen is the religion for our time. This is something I had no idea was going on. Um, I mean, Amazon is a huge player in the world, and I think especially since COVID, they've become even bigger. And I'm not begrudging anything about uh, Jeff Bezos. I think it's met a lot of people's needs. I like to see the Amazon truck coming. But what is this uh, What is this uh, hybrid spirituality that, uh, that Amazon apparently has incorporated into their company? Yeah, so about two weeks ago, Amazon put a video on their Twitter account uh, showcasing what they called the Amazon booth or the uh, Amazon mindful practice room. Uh, and there was a, an Amazon employee who had developed this. And it's it's very funny. It's about the size of a phone booth. And you go inside and it's decorated like a Zen garden. There's little succulents and little uh, pebbles and stuff like that. And then there's a screen and the screen has... I think what she describes as a library of mental health and mindful practices uh, resources. So I guess the idea is if you're, you know, if, if working at Amazon's getting you down and you're feeling overwhelmed at work, you can go into the uh, into the Zen booth and make it all go away. Uh, as many people on Twitter observed, it bears more than a passing resemblance to the uh, suicide booth from the first episode of Futurama. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, there's a, there's a cultural reference I can appreciate. In your article here in the American Conservative, you take a little more contrarian view to to the idea that this Amazon Amazon booth is uh, is somehow contributing, you know, uh, goodness and, and, and decency. Um, tell me about your reaction to this. What 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 was your first gut reaction? Well, my first gut reaction was uh, it's funny. This was kind of almost a uh, what would you call it like a seed crystal where a lot of things I've been thinking about for a while sort of uh, crystallized around it, but. One thing that just made me really, really annoying, uh, really annoyed about this was um, it struck me as kind of the ultimate example of the triumph of the sh of the therapeutic. Right. It's this concept uh, from a from a book where the purpose of religion and spirituality is solely to um, make you feel better about yourself and make you a better person. Um, C.S. Lewis would disagree. He said, you know, I didn't become a Christian to make myself feel more comfortable. I knew a bottle of wine would do that. Um <laughs> But I certainly saw it as this attempt to use spirituality to try to make the conditions in which you find yourself more bearable without offering any transcendent means of, of critiquing them, right? Um, Amazen, so it's right in the name, it's kind of drawing somewhat on Zen Buddhism, uh, which is famously uh, 
kind of light on doctrinal content, right? Zen Buddhism is very much about forms of mindful practice. Um, I'm not a student of Zen Buddhism. Um, I've had some exposure to it. I know people who do excellent work in uh, uh, the military veteran community uh, using mindful practices to help treat PTSD. But sometimes the answer isn't to uh, make yourself feel better about what's happening. Sometimes the answer is to, to change the circumstances. And this really offers no, no means of doing that. It's it's all about self-care. It, it elevates, um, you know, if there's a sacrament in Amazon, the, the sacrament of Amazon is self-care, right? Interesting. I, I'll tell you the first thing that, that came to mind when I was reading your articles, you described the booth and, and its purpose was I thought this, this just sounds like a, this sounds like kind of a sanctified safe space to me. Yeah, certainly. No, it is a safe space. Um, and I think that this goes back to everything being about, um, self-care and self-love and everything being therapeutic, right? Um, you know, and I think that goes beyond Amazon's employees, right? I think that's something that's being sold to us as consumers as well. Um, modern spirituality, um, at least the kind that tends to sell, is all about this, right? It's uh, moralistic therapeutic deism. Um, it's all about be a nice person and, and feel good about yourself. There's a webcomic I read recently that's it's fascinating. It's called Lovely People. If you Google Lovely People webcomic, uh, it's drawn with these kind of anthropomorphic bunnies living in a social credit system. But there's all the best-selling books in this universe on religion and spirituality. And this is, you know, probably pretty accurate to our world, too, are all about, you know, discovering the God within yourself and learning to meditate and learning to use self-care and all this other stuff. Um, and to me, that's just... Um, you know, I think that the idea that all we need to do is love ourselves more and care for ourselves more is, is ridiculous, especially if you look at the world that's being built around us. One of the examples I use in my article is uh, giving smartphones to 12-year-olds, for example. Um, you know, this is, this is pretty common knowledge at this point. I know this, this chart has made the rounds, but you see, you can watch the chart of smartphone adoption, and as soon as it goes up among middle schoolers, as it's hitting its peak, you see teen suicide hit rates that we've never seen before. Um, and same thing with pornography addiction. Um, you know, I like to quip that, well, you know, the, the new iPhone has four, uh, has four screens and we've got uh, porn addiction and suicide rates at, at peak levels among teens. Maybe in 10 years it'll have, you know, it'll have eight cameras and <laughs> we wow. can double those rates too, right? So there, there's something you point out too in your article that, that really grabbed my attention and that is big tech is in the process of creating a new kind of man and has been for some time. And I don't disagree with you at all. And, and it starts with looking at, you know, uh, vetting which opinions or which ideas we're allowed to, to see. You know, obviously they would like to see us going in a certain direction. What is the ultimate goal, at least in, in your opinion, of, of the, the new man that's being created? Well, I think, um, you know, for a, for a blueprint of it, you, you could do a lot worse than to look at Aldous Huxley's novel Brave New World, right? It's a place where you're insulated from anything that's uncomfortable for you, whether that's um, ideas that make you uncomfortable, whether that's any kind of uh, religious, um, uh, religious anxiety or existential angst about the world, right? You've got all these products at your fingertips, you know, instant delivery via drone to make you feel better. Um, you know, if you're feeling, uh, if you're feeling down about something, just uh, meditate for 10 minutes, order yourself a new bath bomb. Right. You know, don't ever think that something might be wrong with the world around you, right? 
Um, so I think that's what's going on there, right? You're, you're insulated against the idea of uh, commitment. You're insulated against the idea of um, any kind of community that would make hard demands upon you. Um, you know, you see this from, you see this from big tech companies, but you also see this from, uh, I'm sorry to say, you know, you see mainstream Christianity adopting this in many ways too. You have churches that take this very um, therapeutic consumerist mindset. Um, that's all about getting people in the door and not demanding very much of them once they're there. Now I noticed in, in your article, you, you quote a number of uh um, notable authors, and you and I were talking briefly before we went on the air a little bit about the value of old books. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, Grayson, bring bring this uh, full circle for us. Obviously, we have screens, we have electronic devices, and doodads of every kind to bring information to us. Tell me about the value of old books. Well, one thing about old books is just the um, you know I'll say old books is important, not old ebooks uh, is one thing I would say, right? I for a while, I used a Kindle, and it's just not the same. You know, on one hand, you can't flip through a Kindle like you can through a book. But at the same time, there's something about uh, – even if you just read articles on your phone, there's something different about having a book in your hands. And I find that um, it helps me kind of cultivate that slower experience of things and that uh, attention to detail. Um, it takes you out of your own time period, and also it uh, – in a sense, it shows you it shows you how new and how terrifying some of the things we're seeing are, but it also shows you how there's nothing new under the sun. Um, I just uh, finished reading Fathers and Sons by Ivan Turgenev, and there's a there's an OK Boomer book if there ever was one. Uh, the entire thing's about this generational conflict, and I I kept looking for that phrase to crop up, it, and it never did. <laughs> it never did. Interestingly, <laughs> I wonder why. Um, we will have a link to your. Um your, your article from the, uh, the American conservative, tell people where else they can find your work. Uh, yeah. So I actually made a website. It's graysonquay.com. Quay is spelled Q U A Y. Um, and you can find uh, links to all of my writing there. I've been published in about a dozen or so different outlets. So that's probably your best place to find everything in one spot. Okay. I, I love, I love your take on uh, this new Amazon religion. And I think you're right to say, hey, let's let's beware before we uh, attach ourselves to it. Grayson Quay, thank you so much for being our guest on Moving Forward with Young Voices. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Brian. Yeah.